Hello and welcome to the first and ten season review, or well, week six review for the NFL season from first and ten. Um, my name's Ollie, and once again joined by Dave. Dave, how you doing, mate? You're not too bad, mate. Yourself? Yeah, very good, thank you. Um, strongest performance from the Giants so far, maybe. So that yeah. sort of boosted things a little bit. Um, Miles, how are you doing? Uh, I'm really excited about Caleb Williams. Well, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Um, there's still quite a lot of teams in that race, and let's fingers crossed the Giants are one of them. Um, but before we get to them, another team who probably are in that race, the Broncos lost to the Chiefs on Thursday night football. Um, I was this a somewhat disappointing performance from the Chiefs, Dave? Um, they're a really strange team, aren't they? They're like. I don't know how the Chiefs have sort of become so boring. You know, they're not like they're just not particularly exciting right now. But I mean, they're getting the job done. They're sort of they're doing it quite. You know, they're not doing it. It's not necessarily the most pretty stuff we've seen. And I would say it's not. It's definitely not Mahomes' sort of best football of his career. But you know, they're getting the job done, and I guess that's all that matters really right now. Um, you know, they're sort of cruising along quite comfortably lately, and. Yeah, well, it doesn't necessarily look great. It's yeah, they're winning, and I say that's all that really matters, isn't it? But yeah, they're not, um, you know, no real style points for them right now. Yeah, I saw quite a few videos of Russell Wilson on prime time from a few years ago. Obviously, that game against Cardinals, who runs around a bit, throws, makes an amazing throw. It wasn't quite that Russell Wilson, um, was it, Miles? I don't know what's going on with him, man. Like it's it's. It's just not. I think. I think we are realizing that Pete Carroll's actually just a really, 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 really good coach. Like, really, quite something. Because, I mean, he's got Geno Smith going like that, and now, you know, Russell Wilson is just he's like a like we've seen sparks and we've seen glimpses of what he has been in the past, but there have only been a couple of games where he's really put it all together and. You know, you should be thr- you know the best. The best players perform on the big stage. Prime time against the Chiefs, <laughs> one touchdown, two picks, under a hundred yards rush uh, um, passing. Uh, yeah, it's just it was just a mess, and I don't. I just I don't know what I would do if I was Denver. Like I, li- I literally have no idea what they do now. Yeah, I mean, as I say. Um probably in that race for number one pick, but at the same time, you've committed so much to Russell Wilson, then it sort of leaves you in this difficult point of, yeah. I guess you try to move on. I mean, obviously you could sit Caleb Williams behind Wilson for a year, maybe, just see how that goes. But yeah, I can't imagine Wilson being too happy with being replaced and just mm. waiting for the, waiting for the end to come. Uh, yeah, I mean, it all seems to be imploding at the moment in Denver, but uh, we'll see how that progresses. It should be interesting. Sean Pace and Russell Wilson are losing to him. Um, moving on to the London game, the Ravens beat the Titans 24 to 16. If you want to listen to the press conferences from both teams, you can listen to those now. Um, but we'll start with the actual review of the game, Lamar Jackson. Pretty good game. I mean, Ravens' defense was probably the star here. Miles, what did you take from this one? Um, Lamar had a really up and down game. Like I just, he 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 got into a good rhythm and the, the offense was clicking, and you know, it got them over the it got them you know over over the top in the end, but. I just there's still something about them that just doesn't fully convince me. And I know Tennessee have got a pretty solid defense, and I know that they were you know in another country and all that. But I don't know. I I need. I'm still not completely sold on the Ravens this season. And like Zay Flowers is playing really well. Mark Andrews played really well. Had a, had a really good game. But outside of those guys, like the ground game is sort of a bit all over the place. Lamar's the leading rusher again and you know outside of yeah outside of those top two receivers I don't know it just doesn't feel like 
that potent Ravens offense that we've seen over the years. And I don't know, maybe they get it together, maybe they don't, but I'm still not completely sold on them um, as a as a whole unit right now. Yeah, we interested to see how that team progresses because you do expect them to be in the playoffs, but how far they? I mean, go. I think they'll make playoffs, but I just I can't see them like you know super wild card and then maybe division, well, but not that's, that's the, it. That's always been the thing with Ravens, hasn't it? They've never made it deep into the playoffs, at least with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, Dave, how much does the Ryan Tannehill injury change things for the Titans for you? Um, it's strange, isn't it? Because I, that division, I don't think the Jags have looked. Amazing. I think they looked a bit better. We'll get to that um later. But you know, I don't think the Titans are sort of completely out of this yet. But I mean, what I don't know what they do at quarterback because um God, what's his name? Um uh, the, the quarterback Malik is Willis. Yeah, Malik, Malik, Malik Willis. Willis. <laughs> his name. Um, I thought, you know, he was not good. Um Will Lewis, is he ready? I, I don't think so, but I mean I, I don't really know. They're a bit. They they feel a bit like a team in no man's land. They're sort of probably going to be sort of too good to really like tank. But they're also, I'm not sure they're good enough to. Then redo they're anything. not good enough to compete. They're yeah, not, they're, like, they're, they're straight just up of, not good enough. They're just sort of somewhere in the middle of the road that is sort of the worst place to be. And I think that's with or without Ryan Tanner, who I'm not sure. I'm not sure this makes that much difference. I don't think he's been playing particularly well, but. I mean, I think he's going to be better than the other two options there this season, at least. But I don't know, maybe Willis, you know, with a full week of practice and sort of being ready to actually being prepared to be the starter, maybe he'll look a bit better. Because I think he looked a lot better in preseason this year. He did look like he had uh, come on a little bit. So maybe with a bit of preparation, he will look better next week, assuming it is him in. Um, but yeah, I, don't re- I just don't really know what they do here. I don't think Vrabel's a coach that's going to sort of throw in the towel. Um, you know, they're not going to try and tank or anything like that. Um, I don't think that's in there, or like his DNA anyway. Um, I just, they're just a weird team, aren't they? They're just a bit nothingy. They're, you know, like, I like Hopkins, don't get me wrong, but, you know, he's not getting any younger. You've got Derek Henry, another player who's not getting any younger. So they're built around these players that, are even not good enough or on their way out. I, you know, they're, they're just a weird team. I just don't really know. If it was like they're not far away from a complete re- rebuild almost, and I don't know, I just don't I don't really know where they go. Um, yeah, they're just a bit no-man's-landy for me, and that's uh, yeah, a pretty awful place to be in the NFL. Well, yeah, as DeAndre Hopkins said in the, in, it's, it's the question I had with him, um, they needed to score more points. <laughs> Than the Ravens, and they didn't. So <laughs> that is. Wait, I, uh... I think if you listen back to the preview, it's pretty much what we all said was going to happen. You know, yeah. if the, if like the the Titans weren't going to win this, the Ravens were going to have to sort of like give it away. And I mean, they didn't. So it sort of played out. I don't think either team were great. I think the I think both teams were fine. Well, the Ravens were fine. The Titans were less fine. But you know, it was just it wasn't the best London game. I don't think this one. It was. Uh... Well, you just. It... It just got to the end of the game, didn't it? And it was just yeah. sack after sack after sack. Yeah, and it was, it was just... that the Ravens' defense just took over. Yeah, yeah. I think this was sort of like fairly predictable how it actually sort of played out. Maybe not obviously with the injuries stuff, but you know how it played out was great. Neither neither team looked amazing, but sort of the Ravens just had a little bit more and got the job done. I think that's sort of how it felt to me, anyway. We did almost have a return touchdown, but uh, so. So close, but denied by the kicker. Uh, you hate to see it. But we'll move on to the Falcons and the Commanders next. Commanders with a somewhat surprising win. I mean, I guess we all picked the Falcons. Uh, but was, uh, were you particularly surprised by this, Dave? Um, well, like, we've come to me picking the Falcons. I don't know how this happened. I feel like our picks thing is... Um change the pick for me here because <laughs> I'm just automatically picking against the Falcons every game and somehow I must have clipped them at some stage so this is uh, disgusting and I feel like I need an extra point this week but um, I-, I think the Falcons are just that team, I think they can lose any game like Ridder what do you have, 300 yards but I don't think he looked great doing it You know, I think they finally sort of got the ball and worked out that they should probably start throwing it to London and Pitts a bit more but 
you know, they had like, what eighteen targets. Cena was it nineteen targets in the end? I can't remember how many they had off the top of my head, but I know they sort of got close to twenty targets between them, which is uh, sort of how this offense has got a chance of succeeding. But you know, Ridder, I just, I, I really have doubts about him and whether he is uh, the guy. But I think the Commanders have looked solid on the whole. I've had them, they've had a couple of games where they've looked absolutely woeful, and then sort of looked pretty good other than that. So they're quite strange, but. I don't think it's a massive shock, this one, because I don't think the Falcons are that great. I can't believe the Falcons will be four and two, so I think that we should all have been picking them just for that alone. Like the Falcons <laughs> can't be a four and two team. This team is <laughs> not four and two. So um yeah, a bit of a strange one, but I think two sort of middle of the road teams. I don't think either team's great. Um I don't think either team's gonna be sort of worrying anyone too much at the end of the season. You know, one of them might be in the playoffs, but I think whoever comes up against them will probably win quite handily in that sort of situation. But yeah, that's um I think the commanders are maybe just a more solid team and the Falcons are sort of they've maybe got a few stars but they're not looking amazing right now. Yeah, they both feel very deserving of their free and free records. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, um, what they are. We'll move on to the Vikings and the Bears. A game that was pretty close even with Tyson Bagent or Bagent. Is that how I, to be honest, I've not heard the pronunciation. Um, I think it... I mean, it looks like Bajant. Tyson B. Yeah, agent with a B in front of it. Bajant. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, even with Tyson Bajant, uh, quarterback for the Bears, um, they still managed to keep it relatively close. And, you know, they did have a chance at the end of the game to go down and win the game. Uh, Miles, what did you see from the Vikings here? I mean, obviously when you lose, the other team loses their starting quarterback, you sort of expect the other team to take advantage and run away with it. I I just, yeah, there's something going on with, uh, with the Vikings. They're just, they're just not there. And I don't know what it is because they had a really, I mean, I know, you know, Jefferson got, you know, wasn't playing and all that, but it just feels so, I don't know. They just feel a bit lost. It's like they forgot what they did last season and the season before, and like where they had, you know, they're a team that, you know, time, but they had a lot of high-scoring games. They were a really potent offense, and it just seems like they're they're just back. And I don't know if it's the offensive line. I don't know what's going on because Matteson. Everyone thought, oh, he's going to have a great season because every time he filled in for Cook, he was brilliant. And it's, you know, it's the same guy and he's just not, it's not working. And I, I don't know, there's just something not clicking there in the team. And, you know, defensively, they're fine. But yeah, offensively, there's something not right. And, you know, to really struggle to overcome the Bears, who only put up 13 points, is quite telling. And I don't, I, don't, I really don't know what they do from here because they're not really in a contending position, are they? And I just, you know, right now, they're picking, where are they picking? Seventh. But again, we spoke about this before, is that they're not the sort of team to tear it all down and, and rebuild. They're always going to be middling. And I think the next few weeks, especially with the trade deadline looming in a couple of weeks, that's going to that's going to tell us a lot about where they go from here. But right now they look disjointed. They just look not like the Vikings that we've seen in the last few years. And I don't really know where they go from here. To me, they just feel yeah, like a um... team that is sort of like, everyone knows that Kirk Cousins is leaving. You know, everyone knows that it's happening and they're just sort of almost yeah. like running down the clock. You know, it's just, just when, when's it going to happen? Is it yeah, this season knows... in week eight or is it next year in free agency? Yeah, like it just feels trade. like every, everyone knows it's happening and no one's sort of, you know, everyone's just waiting for next year when they can sort of start doing whatever it is they're going to do next. It's, um, yeah, they just feel like a, a sort of strange team, sort of just nothing don't they? Just yeah. floating along at the moment. That's why Jefferson's gone on IR, so he's fresh when they both go to their new team <laughs> together. Exactly. That's, that's what's happening. Both about. go to the Giants next year. Oh, imagine. I mean, it, yeah, clearly that'd be problem solved because the Vikings have had so much success with those two. Um <laughs> We'll move on to the Seahawks and the Bengals. Um, somewhat of a disappointing game offensively, maybe, um, from both teams, really. 
Gino didn't he, he threw for plenty of yards, but he had two interceptions. Burrow, on the other hand, only 185 yards, but the positive touchdown to interception ratio. Dave, what did you see from this game? I think this was probably the game of the six o'clock window, but I, I guess on paper at least, but it didn't sort of really live up to that, did it? Well, the strange one was it because I mean the Bengals started so well, like touchdowns. They both their first two drives sort of looked pretty good, and then from then on, it just I don't know, went a bit flat. It was quite weird for them. Um, yeah, it's sort of a strange game. I feel like I thought the Seahawks would feel like this is maybe one they let get away, even though the Bengals I think are probably the better team of the two. Um, it felt like this one was there for the taking, but say Gino sort of threw for a lot of yards, but say just mistakes at wrong times and bad times and well there's always there's no good time for a mistake, but you know what I mean. It's uh <laughs> you know, in the red zone and front in inceptions it's not gonna get done here. And if you can hold the Bengals to seventeen points, you'd really hope that you'd get the win. But um yeah, I feel like I feel like well obviously there'll be more disappointed silks, but you know, like I think the Bengals weren't quite at it again. Um I say they started off well, but then just really dropped off on offense. But I think it was the defense for the Bengals that really just got it done in the end and sort of really stepped up when they needed to, which, you know, we haven't really seen necessarily so far this season, I don't think. So it's a good sign for them that the defense can sort of do it. But um, yeah, sort of a little bit of a disappointing game all round, I think, this one. It wasn't, um, it wasn't the best quality football we've seen uh, this year. Yeah, um, bit of a strange thing just happened there because when you said there's no good time to make a mistake, the first thing that popped into my head was Miracle in the in the Meadowlands, and uh, <laughs> I wasn't even watching the sport at that time. But for some reason, that is still like I I don't know. I, I guess maybe it's just um, being infused into me as a Giants fan. It's just that haunting moment where he drops the ball and then runs through everyone. Um, so yeah, maybe that's a good time to make a mistake, but who knows? Yeah, um, we'll move on to the 49ers and the Browns. Mm-hmm. I mean, what an upset! PJ Walker with a grand total of 192 yards, two interceptions, leads the Browns to victory <laughs> over the previously undefeated 49ers. I mean, Miles, what, what happens? Obviously, we know the Browns' defense has been very good up to this point. Was it all the defense? Um, I think <clears throat> I would argue that maybe, and I like him. I'm just going to preface this as saying I like him, but I feel like Brock Purdy, once he lost McCaffrey, he had to put the team on his back, and he couldn't do that. And that's the sort of because the sort of QB he is, he's a game manager. He just needs all the pieces in place, and then he can just pull the strings and do the rest. But once something goes wrong. He doesn't have that, you know, that top level, either if it's a mentality or technical ability or whatever it is, to drag that team past the finish line because they're, you know, they just can't find anything offensively or the defense is too stubborn or whatever it is. And he just he just couldn't quite do that. And that was that was a bit of a shame. But think you know credit to Cleveland they were really good defensively like they they did have that one call to in I think it was the fourth quarter that really did help them but I think they did grind out that that win they did deserve to win that and you know Amari Cooper putting up over 100 yards to help his team um you know they they ran the ball pretty well especially Jerome Ford in the fourth quarter I think he had over 50 yards in the fourth quarter or something like that so yeah they they deserve to win that Walker, you know, wins aren't a QB stat, obviously, because look at Walker. Hmm. But, you know, I think he, you know, he... That's the was XFL not, MVP. Yeah, he I'll, wasn't, I'll he wasn't very good, and they still did it because their defense is solid and they can run the ball well. And, you know, that's that's kind of how the Niners have operated in recent years is they haven't had an elite quarterback. They've just run the ball really well and had a really solid defense. So, yeah, I think... You know, I'm not saying the Browns are going to replicate what we've seen from the Niners in recent years, but the Browns absolutely deserve to win that. They were really, really good. That is the XFL MVP PJ Walker from the first year before when it got interrupted by COVID. And it is quite funny looking back on that because you 
what are those games that you think he just looks like an absolute mile the best player on the field and obviously comes to the NFL and does yeah this. different levels but you know it's uh well comes to the NFL and then beats beats the Niners yeah. well that's true absolute hero um and yeah you mentioned McCaffrey got injured they also had Debo Samuel and Trent Williams both go down yeah. to injuries I, I how can you put this defeat down to the injuries most I think the Trent Willie. I think that was one of the biggest turning points, really, because McCaffrey, they they still had a really good offense before they traded for McCaffrey, but this he just took them up to an elite level. Their offense is based around being able to run the football really well and having that dominant offensive line, and with that comes you know that opens up the passing game, and yeah, I, it was. That was one of the, the, the key turning points. I guess we'll see next week what happens with the severity of all these injuries and whatnot. But yeah, we I I do I honestly do believe that the injuries played a part, but Cleveland, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you and Cleveland really stepped up and and you know, ended up doing enough to win. So I and think in fairness it's like fifty fifty. But Cleveland have as many big injuries, you know, like they're missing like some massive. Yeah, they're missing Watson. Yeah, they're missing their, yeah, their Watson, franchise QB and Chubb. Antonio, yeah. like you know, there's some big names that they've got out. So I think, yeah. uh, I think it's in, in, yeah, pretty incredible win this one. Fair enough. I'll, I'll guess, I guess we'll give it to them then. Um, <laughs> we'll move on to the Texans and the Saints. Um, 2013 win, decent win for the for the Texans here. I mean. Saints have looked all right so far. Again, you know, after this game, both teams three and three. Um, Dave, have you seen much from either of these teams to give you much confidence? I mean, not the Saints. Um, obviously, they're they're off the back of a a massive win over the, the sort of monster that is the Patriots right now. But, um, <laughs> obviously, a letdown game after that huge win here. But you're just good again, wasn't it, for the Texans? It was sort of the same sort of thing. Like I don't mean I don't mean it's best Stroud's best game so far, but. I think he still look good and um they're just they're just a lot more solid of a team I think the Texans than I expect them to be I didn't think that so I thought they might be better than we thought they'd be but I didn't think they'd be I think they're just actually a sort of fairly good team which I didn't really think that they had that in them but um I, I don't really know what the Saints do from here I think they look I don't really know because they still got some good players you know like they're not like a terrible team, but they're just I don't know, they just look a bit lost to me. Um you know, it's just they're just a bit a bit rubbish really. I don't i sort of <laughs> not I don't I think you're not used to it for the Saints. You know, we sort of been so used to Saints being a pretty good team and even in the last few years like Arthur Breeze and stuff, they've still had like a pretty good defence and stuff that have sort of, you know, made them sort of sort of team that can win a lot of games even without certain players and things like that about you know, without Michael Thomas, they've sort of still done okay and things like that over recent years. And I just don't really know what the Saints are anymore. I think, I mean, they're free and free, but I'm not sure they're that good, really. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the future is for the Saints. You know, is I'm not sure Derek Carr's come in and been particularly good. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, Alvin Kamara's not getting any any younger so I think he's looked sort of all right since he come back but he hasn't not getting any younger but you know they've got a good couple of receivers like young receivers but outside of that there's not that much you look at this team and think oh yeah this is um a team that two three years down the line they're going to look sort of decent but yeah I don't know I- I'm worried about the Saints well not worried because you know I'm not that bothered either way but you know like <laughs> I think I would be worried about the Saints I don't think they're I don't know where they're heading it feels a bit like the Titans you know just sort of like a bit in no man's land where I don't really know what they should do or how they get back to being a good team from here. There's no sort of easy roadmap for them, I don't think, of uh, how they turn this sort of thing around. Yeah, it didn't feel like this game was popping up on Red Zone a lot, but um, it it did produce one of my favourite videos, which was just... uh, Jameis Winston seemingly trying to motivate, <laughs> yeah. or I, I, I'm not really sure what he was trying to say to Alvin Kamara, but Alvin Kamara just looking back at him, just wholly unimpressed, and it's uh, <laughs> very, it's very good. I worth, love Jameis. Worth a watch. I mean, they, he is a character, to be fair. It's, yeah, I, I do love you know, and, and then also you, you see, I think every week you see the eating the W um, <laughs> video pop up somewhere. 
Um, He's a motivator. It's what he was born to do. Even if he wasn't born to throw the ball, he was born to be (laughs) there as someone else throws it. Um, We'll move on to the other AFC South teams. Got the Colts getting beaten relatively handily by the Jags. Obviously, the Jags, you know, they've just come off of winning against the Bills, sort of seeming to establish themselves as a serious team. I'll leave this with our resident Gardner Minshew expert <laughs> here. Um, not the best game from your boy here, was it, Mark? No, no, it wasn't. It was a really, really... Uh, it was a bad game for for, for the boy. Um and I Minshew don't really mania. have any. I, I can't. I'm not. I'm not even going to sit here and try and defend it. You know, the picks. Two of the picks were on him. One was on the receiver. But it was. You know, Pittman should have turned around. But either way, you know, that would have been a touchdown. Then it would have been two touchdowns, two picks. We're maybe having a different conversation. But yeah, I just think uh, they just look again. They look a bit like okay. We don't have our rushing QB with a cannon arm, and Taylor. We're still easing him back in. And Zach Moss went off last week, this week did not. And they just kind of ran out of ideas and they just could not keep up. They could not keep up with Trevor and that offense. And and again, I think Gardner Minshew, his quality is in being a game manager. He's not the kind of guy that will push your team, push the ball upfield and keep you on pace with the team that's putting up 37 points. That's... Uh, and I think Richardson would even struggle to do that. So I just think once, once, once Trevor got going, that was it. That was once that offense got going. Etn and Trevor just ran the show, and the Colts were always going to struggle because, it, especially a run-first team, you can't be a run-first team and then be down three scores. That's not how it works. So yeah, it was the the Jags just the game script wasn't in their favor. The Jags just ran off with it, and credit to the Jags, they were really good. Yeah, I mean, this was an incredibly frustrating game to watch, just just to see Evan Ingram making one-handed catches. Um, I mean, he could barely catch the ball with both hands when he was playing for the Giants. So it really does not make sense. Bad scheming. Um, yeah, cl- clearly, when the ball is thrown right into your numbers and you drop it, <laughs> that that is the coach's fault. Yeah, it's all the coach. Um, but yeah, it does appear that Minshew Mania is running mild. So moving on to a game that started off looking like it was going to be quite a big shock and then return to normality relatively quickly. Um, the Dolphins with a 42-21 win over the Panthers. Dave, was there any part of you that thought when you saw the Panthers go out, go out to that lead, was there any part of you... Part of, oh, sorry, I can't speak today. Was there yeah. any part of you that thought they might be able to hold on? And not really. But, you know, it was, it was good to see it happen because... Um... You know, I think um, I think Bryce Young's looking sort of better and better each week so far, mm. which is uh, obviously nice to see that he is developing. But I think this this Dolphins team just scores so quickly, and I think that's the thing. They're just so, you know, they just score points in bunches. So like all of a sudden, it's just the game's turned around, and all of a sudden they're like, you know, they're leading by like twenty points or whatever. It was like I don't really know how it happened. It was it was, uh, it was a really strange game, but um, yeah, I think. Like they're they're zero and six, but I think the Panthers will sort of feel, will sort of take something from this. I think there'll be some positives they'll get out of this, which is a strange thing when you get absolutely battered forty two twenty one, really. But and you and you you're still winless six weeks in. But I feel like the Panthers will be fairly happy, which is um maybe a bizarre thing to say. But yeah, I think, I think they played all right. But yeah, the the Dolphins are just I don't know, they're just so good, really, and. This offense is just incredible. It's fun to watch. It's you know they're just so good at just getting the ball in the right players' hands, and when they showed again that they just I don't know they're just going to be really hard to beat. Um, if a team makes any sort of mistake, they're going to punish it, and they just seem to do that over and over and over at the moment. But um, yeah, it's uh, yeah I never really thought the Panthers would win it, even like when they got ahead. But yeah, this was a uh, yeah, encouraging from them, but just again a really good performance from the Dolphins putting up just seem to put up so many points every week right now. Yeah, I mean it's definitely some positives to take from the Panthers, which you absolutely need when you are 0 and six and don't have your first round pick for the next year's draft. Mm. 
But um, yeah, that'll be an interesting one to look forward to. Um, but yeah, the Dolphins again just running away with it. They uh, absolutely one of the favourites living up to the preseason hype. Um, but we'll move on to here we go. There's a fun one: Patriots losing to Brian Hoyer. Um, so oh, I, I feel bad passing to either of you on this. But uh, it's okay. we'll go... just do, do what you got to do, you know. It's we'll, okay. We'll go to Miles. We'll we'll, we'll make you go through the Thank pain you. first. Thank you. Um, yeah. So Brian Hoyer, what's happened there? <laughs> um, he threw a hundred and two yards, no picks, no interceptions. Um, we couldn't score twenty two points. I think that's what really happened. I think we were we were beaten by guys like Amick Robinson, Max Crosby, Tyler Hall. Those are the guys to beat us. You know, Adam Butler, John Jenkins. Adam Butler, former Patriot. You know, those are the guys that beat us because we just... Our, our offensive line's like a turnstile at the moment. It's just... it was There's no protection. Mac Jones is... I don't even think he was actually that bad. I think he was bad, but he wasn't that bad. I, that's not the worst performance from him all season and probably won't be. Um That's depressing. Yeah. It? it just it was just like whatever. We ran the ball quite well. I think that's one of the only things. And I said this last season when we sucked last season. I said we run the ball well. That's what we do. We run the ball well and our de- defense is okay, but we're not gonna get anywhere. I think maybe this is promising, because I think the Raiders have a good D line. And especially with Max Crosby as sort of the anchor there, I think to be able to run the ball as well as we did was good. But obviously we couldn't stick to that game scripts because we were losing and whatever. But I think that's the best we've probably run the ball in a while, in a few weeks. And I I would like to see us build on that. But realistically, we're not going to do much this season. But yeah, I think Raiders were just better defensively. I think offensively, they didn't need to score that many points to beat us because they knew we weren't going to. Like, so I think yeah, they were they deserved to win, and it wasn't hard for them to do so. We saw a very brief performance or appearance, even from Malik Cunningham. Um, is there any hope that he might be the savior, Dave? Um. Uh, depends what you mean uh, by saviour <laughs> yeah I mean he might make us a bit more interesting I think I don't think he's it's so hard to know because you really haven't seen much from him you know it's not like there's much but yeah that's the thing I say, I say go off of if he literally came on the field and yeah anything, but you know and there's not like tons to go on before this it's um uh I don't know because I don't know, at least he'd be interesting, I think. I think that's um, it. Like, I mean, watching, like, say, Mac Jones, it wasn't even his worst game, but I don't know if that's a g- good thing or a bad thing. Um, but that pick he threw at the end of the first half, like, he's like run around and then, like, miss a receiver by so far. Like, it's just, <laughs> like, it's just an awful, awful incident. And that's just sort of like sometimes he looks sort of scared. He's got the ball, he looks scared to have it. And I don't know. And I think the offensive line is awful. I think the receivers are really bad. But like I also think he is not doing anything to help any of it out. He's just making everything worse. And I'm not sure he's much different to what Mars said about Gardner Minshew earlier. Um, you know, like you just don't want him throwing a lot. <laughs> you know, he's in there to be a game manager. And at the moment, he needs to be more than that. And he's just not. Um, you know, I think he's probably similar to like Brock Purdy, really. If everything yeah. around him is good... I'm sure he could probably Ooh. be all right. No, that was that. That is a genuine like. That, that's yeah. been a topic recently. If Mac Jones was in that nine system, he'd be fine because he doesn't he need to push the ball downfield. He doesn't no. need to make the offense work. It does it for him. That's it. Like, I'm not saying he would be as good, better, worse, whatever. Like I think he would be fine. The same as we saw in his first year in the Patriots, he was fine. Like the the system around him was okay, and he was sort of like. He was fine with it. Like, I don't he's, think he's basically only good. as good as the team around him. Yeah, he's, he's never going to elevate anything, and that's the problem. And right now, the team around him isn't good enough to be carrying him. Like with the offensive line, like it is, the running game just can't. Like it was fine, and it was like, you know it's probably the best we've run the ball this year, really. And 
I mean, that's not that's not great. It wasn't like the stats were incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's a low bar to clear. Yeah, it was. The offensive line is just so so bad right now. But like, I don't. I just think he makes things worse. Like right now, I think he's so lost. And I don't know, Cunningham maybe. I, I, I'm just all in on the number one pick right now. I'm just <laughs> rooting for number one pick. I don't even. I wasn't even bothered about this loss, really. You know, like other weeks, I've just been a bit mad at about it. This time, it just is what it is. We've lost. We're one step closer to sort of my my main goal for, as a Patriots fan this year is to uh, <laughs> to be the worst team in the league right now because <laughs> there's honestly not a lot else to root for. We're what we're one and five. The season is a hundred percent dead now. There's no way this team is sort of rallying and coming back and having any sort of thing, especially in this division and conference we we are dead there's no value in us winning um any games but you know might as well throw Malik Cunningham and see what happens and you know it might be might be a bit fun while we lose <laughs> I am just gonna put back a push back on the Brock Purdy, Purdy conversation um I I do think Brock Purdy makes the Niners better I think Matt Jones makes the Patriots worse no well, um, no, no but what I mean is he what he just needs a team around him you know I yeah I, but I, I there's I just yeah, still don't seen, think we've, we've seen I, if Jones you look fine. the two quarterbacks around, the outcome would be similar. I, I think the I, I, Niners, I think Purdy is better than Jones, but I don't think it's that close. I don't think it's that the big. I think it's quite close. I think I think we saw yesterday what Brock Purdy was when he didn't have the idle situation around him, and it, it's not like yeah, that's not some massive slam on Purdy. I just don't think he's a. I think he's a quarterback that does well in that system. I think he's suited to it, but I think Matt Jones wouldn't be. Significant a significant drop off from Brock Purdy to yeah. be honest, and and but I am even... not Brock. I'm not a Brock Purdy ever. Sorry, not a Mac Jones supporter in any way, as you obviously know from six <laughs> weeks of this season. But you know, I just don't. I don't think Mac Jones is like the worst quarterback in the world. I think he's just a very ordinary quarterback that can protect the ball if the stuff around him's good. Like right now, he literally throws the ball and it looks like he's sort of like just waiting to be hit and like. It's not great that he can't play through that, but I just think in a different team he would look a bit more, a bit better. I'm well, the, partly why I'm saying this, it because the last few weeks all I've heard is Mac Jones is the worst quarterback I've ever seen. And oh, I know, but it's just anger, it, isn't it? Yeah, but the thing is, is I, I, I know, it's, I, don't, I, know it's, I don't think he, he's not <laughs> like good enough to elevate the team. Yeah, he's good that's the problem. Elevate any team, but he's fine in a good system. He won't drag. He won't drag the system down, but he needs this. He can support an elite system, but he can't make a bad system better. And because the system is bad, what's the point in having him? Like he I, sucks I think, with a bad team. And I think that's the problem right now. He's got absolutely no confidence either. You know, we saw it in the first year. He's sort of quite confident with this with that team, and he did. He was so much better in that first year than he is right now. And like, you don't just lose that. But I'm, I don't want him to be my quarterback in any way. Like we could have, we could have, a, we could have signed like every great player next year. I still don't want him quarterback in it, but like, I don't think he's an apt. A lot. I think he probably is one of the best. Like he's he's good enough to be a starter somewhere, but like, I don't think that team's going to be great. <laughs> you know, I think there'll be a mid of the road team that, you know, if they're a good team, he he'll win them nine, ten games. You know, like like he did with us. But yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think his time in the at, at New England is is over. Really, I think there's no coming back from this season just because I think the fans are sort of done with him. Aren't It'd be they? good and... if everyone had a fresh start. I think that is just yeah. best. Yeah, you know, maybe he can just go and take over from like Sam Darnold and be Brock Purdy's backup. I feel like that'd be a good <laughs> role for him. I mean, but he just makes so many mistakes, and I understand the team around him is not great, but it's just he is so detrimental. And I, I just think... But I do genuinely the, think that is part of this team right now. I think, you know, it, it wasn't like that to start with. Like in his career, he's had 41 touchdowns and 31 interceptions. It's not like he's always been this player. Like, I don't think he's good. And that like and that's like, I don't want to like pretend that I think he's good. I think he is genuinely bad. Or, well, not bad, but like... He's, so mediocre, like severely yeah, it, mediocre. Yeah, he is. It, I think is, the difference is Brock Purdy knows his limits, and Mac Jones yeah. doesn't. And yeah, I, I think I, that I, that in itself is it is why Brock Purdy is a significantly better quarterback because he knows what he's capable of and what the team around him is capable of. Yeah, and I do think that is. I wouldn't a fair, say he's very significantly better. I would just say he's better. 
Yeah, I, 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 I honestly do think that Mac Jones could look something like what Brock Purdy looks like. And he'd, he'd be a white man in a in a Niners uniform. That is, <laughs> yeah, about as close. Yeah, but that's as close yeah. as it gets. But that's all Kyle Shanahan needs. He just needs some that, guy. Well, clearly, he doesn't true. need an elite. He, he, he literally long, just he? needs some guy that can throw the ball maximum twenty yards. Like you don't need. You don't need mobility. You don't need a cannon arm. You just need relatively decent accuracy and sensible decision making, which Mac Jones was doing in his first year, and now he's not. And that's where the problem is because you can afford to make mistakes when you have a, an elite team around you. You cannot afford to make mistakes when your team sucks. And right now, if he has a bad quarter, that is amplified because of how bad the team is. Whereas if he had a bad quarter, in a, in like on the Niners, for example, it kind of would just get brushed aside because no one really cares. But yeah. he is just—he's a six out of ten max. Like he's—that's he, his ceiling. Brock Purdy's probably a seven out of ten, right? But because Brock Purdy's playing with ten out of ten players, and Mac Jones is playing with five out of ten players, like what, what can you do? Like it's—it is t- like. I'm again, like Dave said, I'm not a Mac Jones fan. I would rather we got rid of him and started again, but I do think that he's not an atrocious QB. He's just not good. And he is not gonna he's not gonna drag a bad team. Whereas if you put someone like, you know, we would have a winning record if we had like Mahomes or Allen. Those are guys that can drag a bad team. We've got a mediocre QB on a bad team and it just it just doesn't fly. It can't work. So what my point would be was that the floor on Purdy is significantly higher, and that's why where I'm not sure it is. is. If you put Brock Purdy, if you put Brock Purdy on this Patriots team, I don't think he looks a lot different to Mac Jones does right now. I don't think he melts down like Mac Jones. I don't. I don't think. But we've, yeah, we've but never seen him in that situation. Seen, you, yeah, we haven't seen Brock Purdy. Face well, we adversity. sort of did yesterday, and he threw twelve completions in twenty-seven attempts. You know, like it wasn't it, good. He, yesterday. He wasn't Mac Jones bad though. That's that's the difference. But he had a, an elite team around him and was not margin like he still wasn't great. That's the problem is that if he was on a bad team like Mac Jones is, he wouldn't be that much better. That's the argument. And I think that's completely fair because, again, if Brock Purdy played on a bad, like he wouldn't have, he was drafted in the seventh round, whatever. If he was drafted in the seventh round by like the Patriots, for I don't, we, we probably, he probably wouldn't have played. He'd still be back. He, he was very lucky to end up where he is. And although I like him, I don't think he's anything special. That's my argument because I just don't think that he is. Yeah, I just yeah, he's not. But honestly, I think if you put Kirk Cousins on that Forty Niners team, then Kirk Cousins might be MVP this year. You know, like, and I think Kirk Cousins is sort of middle of the road. You know, I, yeah. I think Brock Purdy is. Like, and it's not even a slag off of Purdy. I think he's fine, and like, I think. He's in the absolute perfect role, but I think on any other team in the league, he doesn't look like this. And I think, yeah, I think that's what I'm saying about Mac Jones. That in the forties, I don't think he'd be that bad. I think the Patriots, uh, like every time Mac Jones throws an, um, an incompletion right now, I'm like basically like wanting him dead, sort of thing. You know? it's, uh, <laughs> like you know, it, like, there's so much pressure on him, and it is awful. Like and I do genuinely start to feel bad for him, but I think, yeah, I don't know. We're probably in danger of this turning to the Patriots podcast, but um, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I just, I just think Brock Purdy isn't special, and I don't think Matt Jones is special either. I think they're both sort of they're in the Fine. same ballpark of a quarterback, and that's that's sort of my point on the two of them, really. I don't guess, disagree with Brock Purdy being middle of the road. My my problem is putting Matt Jones in that conversation. I don't think he's anywhere near that. Okay. I don't know how I've become. I don't know how I've become a Mac Jones defender. Ugh, I don't. This is, yeah. this is awful. Ugh, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's probably enough of Brock Purdy versus Mac Jones. <laughs> yeah, he's probably spoken um, for twenty five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move on to the Eagles and the Jets. Um, the first time the Jets have ever beaten the Eagles, and they did it with Zach Wilson doing pretty much nothing. Um, <laughs> I mean, Miles, it's a great performance from the Jets and a great win. Uh, is this, I mean, this is the thing. They've just beaten the Eagles to give them their first off of the season. Is there still a playoff chance for this team? Of course there's a playoff chance for them. This That's the story that's been written. You know, did you not see the <laughs> scripts? Like, that's, yeah. I think the Jets defensively were really good. They were really good defensively. 
and that was enough because the Eagles, they, I think it was 60% the Jets being good defensively and 40% the Eagles just choking that second half. They didn't put up a single point in the second half and all they needed was one touchdown drive to win the game because the Jets didn't really do a lot. Okay. All you need, like, to, or two field goals to take to overtime. Like, that doesn't, that shouldn't be beyond the realms of possibility for a team with Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith. It's just, it's crazy that that was like too much for them. And I just, I think a lot of the credit should lie with the Jets D. Like, I just think they were, they were really solid. Jalen Hurts had a stinker in the fourth quarter. Like, he really, I wouldn't say he lost in the game, but he came like he he didn't help at all. Like he did not help at all. But yeah, I think the Jets deserve a lot of credit for that win. Yeah, I mean, you know, show a fight. Aaron Rodgers is back on at least on the field throwing in a warm up situation. Um, that is I mean, genuinely that... quite mental. Like yeah. how quickly yeah. that's happened. Like when I saw that video, I was like, what on earth is happening here? Maybe it is magic. He's not on crutches. Those healing methods are working. Yeah. I mean, who knows what's going? I think it's but, not. I think he's had like top tier conventional surgery and just played it off as some like yeah. magic just to <laughs> save face. Because there's just no. It's sorry. It's just nonsense. There's no way he's got some. No, I'm. I'm not buying it at all. <laughs> he's just gone to a normal like. Like the same way he probably got the vaccine and then just chatted anti-vax nonsense just to, you know, it's, nah, I'm not like that. He he went to a normal surgeon and paid an obscene amount for his surgery, like all Americans. It's just, it's just that's <laughs> what happens, okay? He didn't, he hasn't got some holistic, nah, I'm not buying that. Yeah. That, but that is an interesting conspiracy theory. That modern he medicine got is the really vaccine. good. Okay, modern medicine is incredible and, and Aaron Rodgers has benefited from that. That's literally it. That's the end of it. That's what's but happened. but the idea that he got the vaccine, but then actually said no, no, I didn't because no, I just no, okay, I, I, I don't necessarily believe that, but that's the, the hindrance. Of, that's the train of that's the sort of thing I think he would do to save face because that yeah. has happened. That happened. We saw that happen during COVID. Loads of all the conspiracy theorists turns out they actually got it. You know, it's just yeah. I just think that Aaron Rodgers went to a surgeon, got repaired, <laughs> and worked out, rehabbed it, and is you know on his way to recovery. And I think that's understandable for modern medicine. I think that's that's literally it. Aaron Rodgers back for the playoffs. It's it's, it's going to happen. What um, happened with like... his face with um Acres played in the Super yeah. Bowl after destroying his ankle? Like it it happens. Yeah, and in I the, mean that's in the, the RB position. The running back is like the most volatile, and he did it. So I think if he can do it, then you know Aaron Rodgers can do it. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be back by week five. This uh, week five has already happened. Week nine, <laughs> let's say. Um, just get the weeks straight in my head, and we'll move on to the Rams and the Cardinals. Um, pretty dominant win for the Rams. We've seen a bit of fight from the Cardinals of late, but not much in this game. Dave, was it a convincing performance from the Rams? Yeah, I thought they were still pretty good. Um. You know, Carl Williams was great. Was it 160 so yards in the end? I should probably call these games up while I'm uh, trying to remember stats off the top of my head. <laughs> um, it'd probably be easier than me. Yards oh, it's quite so I wasn't too far off. Um, you can tell I'm, I'm having a few fantasy leagues, aren't you? It's uh, you sort of tend to know the stats a bit more when you've uh, when you've got them on the, your fantasy teams. But but I think Carp has been like incredible, hasn't he, since he come back? It just looks like the same cup he was before, but. You know, Puka Nakua has obviously dropped off a little bit. But he still had seven targets. He just didn't do that much with yeah. him. But, um, yeah, I think I'm really surprised how good this Rams team is. And I think I've said it basically every week. But I think McVay's just doing such a good job this year. I think it's maybe his best coaching job. And he won a Super Bowl, like, two, three years ago. It's, um, I think the Rams, with that defense, with just basically a bunch of players nobody's heard of before, and Aaron Donald, <laughs> like they look, they look really quite good yeah. at times, and I can't believe how well they're doing. And say the Cardinals weren't good here, and you know this is probably maybe sort of more what you expect them to look like coming into season. But um, yeah, I think that I think the Rams were just a good, solid win, and 
I'm, I'm not expecting the Rams to sort of be competing for a Super Bowl or anything, but they're a lot more interesting than I think anyone expect them to be. I had them down as like every chance of being the worst team in the league this year. Um, and they look quite a long way from that, don't they? They look at very least sort of somewhere in the middle of the pack. And uh, I think that's uh, just a really impressive thing from them and sort of what they're doing now I think is uh, really good. But maybe just underestimated Matthew, Matthew Stafford and some of these other players they got on offense and stuff. But yeah, they uh, they look pretty good to me. Well, the question with the Rams has always been about depth and it's just about whether those top players yeah. can be good enough that it just doesn't matter. And yeah. you know, this, this guy, Aaron Donald, played really well. Cooper Cup played really well. If you get those guys firing on all cylinders, then most chances you're going to be all right. They all look quite motivated, don't they? I think, which is, uh, I think, quite impressive when you've got this team around them because, you know, Aaron Donald now, he doesn't really need to be playing, does he? Um, no. You know, it was talk of retire, like a talk of retirement a year ago. So, you know, it's every chance he could have retired already. But, um, yeah, like, the fact he does look sort of motivated is uh, yeah, really impressive. Yeah, they would definitely be a fun team to watch. I mean, especially in the NFC, there's every chance they make the playoffs there. Speaking of two potential playoff teams, um, the Lions and the Buccaneers. But to be fair, and it's, it's a shame really, because Baker Mayfield was looking very good to start the season, comes back off the bye week, and it just looks like back to the Baker of old, unfortunately. Um is this more what is this the Buccaneers team that they really are, Miles, or is this just a one week slump against a good um, team? They'll be back next week. This is a team, you know, it's a Buccaneers team that lost against a team that beat KC. So I, I don't know. I think they've got the Bills next week, or is it the week after? Yeah, no, they've got Falcons next week, then the Bills. Um, and then the Texans, I think that was that's a good litmus test of where they are after those three games. If they're still if they've got a winning record, then after that, then maybe you know they've beaten a divisional team, they've possibly beaten you know the Bills or whatever. But yeah, I think again, they've got some really good players, especially on defense. Levante David was just incredible, Devin White was solid, and then you know, offensively, you got Godwin and Evans, that's just one of the best receiving duos in the league. So and again, I'm I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan, but I don't think he's as terrible as everyone said over the years. So, yeah, I think I think they were they're an okay team that lost against a good team. I think that's just what happened. You know, Goff was fantastic. Um, you know, managed the game really well. Saint Brown just in another on another planet as always. Um, yeah, I just think that yeah they were, you know, the the Buccaneers are fine. But the Detroit Lions are actually legit, and that's just what we're seeing now. And I think I can't, yeah, again, I can't say too much on the Bucks because I do actually think they're okay, and we'll find out just how okay they are in the next few weeks. So just out of interest, so you're saying the Lions are legit. How legit are we talking? Are we talking in the conversation with the Lions and the Eagles? No, no, I think when healthy, I think those teams are just, especially the Niners, just like a cut above the rest. But, you know, any given Sunday, like the NFC championship game is going to be one of the two of those three teams, probably the probably the Niners and the Eagles. But now that, you know, there are three, five and one teams in the NFC, it's actually sort of anyone's game at the moment so where we go from here is you know another thing but yeah i think i think detroit are going to stay up there now i they're just a, they're just a really good team like we saw last season offensively they were just fantastic but they just the defense was too porous and now they've sorted that out they're just a really good well-balanced team and they've hit the jackpot with sam laporta as their rookie tight end. Like I just everything's clicking for them. Jameson Williams is back. Um we'll see what happens with the Montgomery injury. Maybe that's the weak spot now is is the ground game with Montgomery and uh Gibbs being injured. But yeah, I think they're just a really, really good team. It'd be interesting to see how that does unfold, as you say, three teams at five and one. I mean, they do de- definitely look like the best team in the NFC North. So they seem to have that wrapped up. Yeah. It's just a question of how good is the record? How close are they to the other two? Very 
interesting to watch going forward. I feel like at their best, the other two are going to be better than them. But if they're not quite there, then the Lions definitely have a chance, which is mad to think from where they come from, you know? like Yeah. I do wonder if... It like, depends you know, on those injuries. Yeah. But like, I, if, I wonder... if the Lions played the Niners yesterday, the Lions would have destroyed them. And if the Lions played how against how Philly played yesterday, they would destroy them as well. So it's like, you know... I do think we sort of forget that Jared Goff has sort of been there before. You know, he's sort of done... He's been to a Super Bowl. Like, yeah. you know, he, he, I'm not saying he was... That whole team was built around him and, you know, it was all him. But he has led a team to a Super Bowl. He has sort of been all the way. He come out, he come out of college with, like, great pedigree. You know, he was... He's not like this nothing quarterback that I think... I think he's sort of become a bit of a joke for a bit. You know, I think sort of like there was a time when... I think he's sort of become a bit underrated. But I think this whole time in the lines, he's been really good yeah he's, he's been really uh, good for the lions yeah yeah like i don't, I don't think there's i don't think he's ever been he hasn't had too many bad games this whole time there i think uh yeah maybe we've sort of underrated him a little bit um just because his sort of time at the rams sort of didn't end the best in the end did it really and no i think he's been pretty good overall i think it's because the pressure's off right like the yeah. at the rams they traded up every single pick they had to get to number one to trade for him because he was the face of their new LA franchise. Yeah. Then he came to went to Super Bowl. He was like, I think he had that ridiculous contract, and everyone was like, "Well, he's not going to live up to it," and he didn't. And now that contract is fine because every QB is being paid insane amounts. But yeah, I think the pressure was off in Detroit. It was like, oh, whatever, and they were actually they're fine with him. Yeah, they went from trading every pick for him to trading every pick to get rid of him. Um, and we'll move on to the final game of the week. The well, so far, the Sunday night football game Giants' first offensive snap with a lead this season against the Bills. Congrats! Had a 6 0 lead at halftime. They had a last play of the game with a chance to win it. Um, I, I, I do feel bad for Brian Dayball, he looked so heartbroken after this game. Um, I I just hope they. It's one of those things where you think he deserves time, but then I don't think the offensive line coach does. I think there's got to be a change made there. Special teams has been a mess for way too long. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like I like the head coach, but not the guys who he's employing. So yeah. maybe there is a problem there. Um, Dave, am I overthinking this a bit too much? Are, are we just going to have a bad year and have I, a go again next year? I just, think, I just think there's no chance Dave will get fired. To be honest, so I think I think you think there's more chance than there is. Like I just don't think there is because I think I think part of the problem is that Tyra Taylor come in. I don't think it's a lot different to Daniel Jones or <laughs> I know it's it a big downgrade. I think that is a big problem. I think that's where the issue really comes. Um. And I think that that will definitely save Dable no matter what. Um, I think we all knew that you were going to have a bad record at this start, this point of the season. I think we said it from like week one that you know things were going to be tough for the Giants. I, I, I don't know. I, I sort of feel bad for the Giants really because I think there, there was so much hope after last year really, and then it's just been a. Uh, pretty miserable. But yeah, I, I I would say that this time next year we're watching Dable coach the Giants, but it's maybe not Daniel Jones throwing the ball and it's not, you know, some of the other players there and I mean there'll be some big changes, but yeah, I, I don't know. This is um it, it should get a bit easier from here on out, shouldn't it really? You know, you got got a few well, more winnable uh, games say coming that, up. We do have the toughest schedule remaining out of every team in the NFL. That can't um, be true, can it? You've got you've got I said you've got the juggernaut jets now, you know. The, uh, I the think incredible based Raiders. on record, really, we do. You, you, yeah. you play the Patriots. That can't you can't have the hardest record. <laughs> you got the Patriots on your uh, on your schedule. Yeah, but we've also got no like we like for example we don't play the Panthers. There'll be plenty of teams who do play yeah. them. I, I mean, I, that's the thing. I, I guess the Patriots they've got to win, so therefore they aren't considered as bad a team as, as you might think. Um, <laughs> I mean, the Commanders are free and free. Jets are free and free. Raiders are they free and free now? Um, 
two and four, aren't they? I don't, but they're, they're somewhere two around there. But you could easily I mean, win those next three games. Like, I don't think it'd be. I don't think it'd be insane to think, look back after week nine and was then you've won three in a row. And like, I think that, like, I'm not saying it'd be favourites to win them, but you know, like I don't mean the Commanders I mean, are some are some juggernaut. I think they're a decent team. I don't think they're like incredible. The Raiders are not great. Um, you know, especially with like, Brian though. Hoyer's Raiders. You never know. <laughs> This this is the thing though. The only bad teams in that schedule, really, are the Patriots and the Raiders. Everyone else is sort of at, at least all right. Yeah, like, but I feel like Packers, I feel like I don't feel like them Packers teams are significantly right, better right. than the Giants. I don't. I don't think no. These teams they're winnable games, but in terms of just the overall schedule, if those are your, you only have two games against properly weak teams, and then the rest are all good or better. I think that's what it is that's... I feel like the Saints being good or better as a stretch. You know, I mean, they're not a good team. <laughs> I think... I think the, mediocre. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think I think there's a lot of mediocre teams on the rest of the schedule. You know, we don't really know what the Cowboys are at this stage. They've sort of shown a bit of bit of everything, haven't they? You know, I, I, I don't know. There's... I think, I think... I think things will look a lot better in, like, four or five weeks' time. I think there'll be at least two, three wins in there and... I think things will look a bit better. You know, Saquon looks all right. Like, I would like to believe you, but generally I'm not sure where two wins come from. Um, I can I can see against the Raiders. I I guess you take one of two against the Commanders and then the other two is at Cowboys and Jets. And I generally don't think we're winning either of those. It's, um, yeah, I, it's, I'm sort of hoping... Well, you're not going to win at Jet Life? Right. <laughs> 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 We're not no no after after Aaron Rodgers' injury we we don't we don't do that. Um, <laughs> they, they they lost the right to that name when they ended their season, but no, it's not ended. So I'd, uh, it's all a mess. <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully we'll be bad enough to get Caleb Williams. But I feel like that is probably out of reach. Um, I mean, Drake May is still good, you know. But again, we're probably. Not even bad enough to get him, are we? So we're we're very bad. Don't get me wrong. We're just not. It's not the worst kind um, of bad, isn't it? Like bad enough to pick like seven. Like that's yeah. yeah. We were. That, it feels like there's we a lot of teams that, that range. Like, there? Yeah. Well, we've been in that range for quite a long time. I mean, you know, yeah. you look at Evan Neal, Daniel Jones, Odell Beckham. We're all in that sort of um, like late single digits, early two digits pick sort of area. So yeah. yeah, it's not um it's not been a fun sort of ten years as a Giants <laughs> fan, but I've learned to love the the whole game um in my struggle. We'll do a quick preview for the Monday night game tonight. Uh it's the Cowboys and the Chargers. Should be an exciting one. Miles who have you got picked for this one? Um I actually can't remember who I picked. But You've I... all picked the Cowboys. All Have we? Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, front of the Cowboys. Okay, well then, in that case, I'm just going to double down and stick with the Cowboys. <laughs> um, I, I, I do think Justin Herbert is going to test that Cowboys defense, but maybe not enough. Because, the yeah, I don't know. There's something about the Cowboys that, even though they've had a couple stinkers, they've still, you know, still come out fine. And, you know, they've got good guys like Pollard and, and C.D. Lamb. So, yeah. I'm gonna stick with the cowboy. I actually don't want to, but I will. Yeah, <laughs> I could. I am definitely going with the Cowboys. I could see Michael Parsons in particular, but the Cowboys defense as a whole just properly roughing up Justin Herbert. It's a it's a good Chargers offense, but I I just think there's enough there on the Cowboys defense. And then you look at the other side of the ball. <sighs> I don't, I don't know. I just think Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, obviously they've had the great games. I don't know if it's there consistently. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's that's why I'm taking Cowboys. Dave, you're taking the Chargers. Well, this is another one where I thought the Cowboys pretty much the whole time. I don't really know how I've managed to have the Chargers in there as my pick, to be honest. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what's <laughs> happened here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've got the Chargers down as my pick, but I don't think they're going to win. I've bet on the Cowboys. I've picked the Cowboys elsewhere. 
And uh, yeah, somehow when I pick thing, I've uh, managed to have the charges in front of me. But um, you know, I, I mean, it's never the worst thing to have Justin Herbert on your side. But I mean, that offense is weird for the Chargers. You know, like they look good at times. That like, last time out, it was a couple of weeks ago now against the Raiders. Like twenty-four points the first half. Then when they need to put the game away, they don't score a single point in the second half. You know, things like that. I just don't. I don't think that's a good sign of an a, a good offense. You know, I think they're a team that can can score loads of points and can put up points and they will sort of beat some good teams. But things like that really do worry me um, about a team and, you know, how that offense is going forward. But obviously there's a lot of sort of interesting narrative around this one with, you know, the coordinator and, uh, you know, McCarthy and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, like, I mean, I've got the charges. I'll bet on the Cowboys, but um, yeah, I, I, I think the Cowboys win. I think, you know, a big bounce back after sort of getting a little bit embarrassed last week. I feel like this is a sort of a, a game they can come out and be really motivated and really go after the Chargers. And yeah, I, I like the Cowboys in this one. Yeah, we finally get to see which offense is superior. Um, yeah. I mean, it might not be a bad thing to have Justin Herbert on your side. I feel like Brandon Staley on your side might be. Yeah, that's worse, the issue. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. Um, thanks very much for listening, Dave. Any parting words for us? Um, let's let's go Cowboys. Let's go. Let's go every. Let's go every one and five team and oh and six team that's not the Patriots for the rest of the season. Just uh, yeah, you know, that's that's all I'm going for. Miles, anything better than Let's Go Cowboys? Just any anything other than an NFC East rival team, please. Um, okay, what Dave said, let's go every team that's not the Patriots just so we can hopefully move on from you-know-who. And from me, ditto, but with the Giants. So thanks very much for listening. See you in a bit.